Today's episode of Game Notes is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimum. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can start with a free stock by going to gamenotes.robinhood.com. That's gamenotes.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield APY on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. For the Athletic Podcast Network, I'm Zach Harper, joined by Tony Jones, who covers the jazz for the Athletic. You hear the jazz music. You hear the jazz music in the back. We play jazz music, right? Is that what we do? I don't remember what the intro yes. is anymore. Yeah, some kind of jazzy thing, right? All the stars of the jazz world come out. And maybe we'll talk all-stars today, Tony. Right? Coming up on the show. We, we, should, we, we should definitely talk all-stars. We're talking all-stars. We're going to talk trade deadline stuff. Uh, we were talking about this 18 and two stretch. God, who could have seen that coming? It would take a real genius well, to see I, that I kind of play coming. I got a question for you. What's up? Is the last time that we did this podcast, like the Jazz were 13 and 11, and you you were telling Jazz fans, five and zero oh, guarantee. Is not that, the, not the, the last, last time, time. That's not the last time. Or but like maybe like the last. Time? Yeah, maybe like two or three episodes ago that I was on. Okay. Which, so you you want to take? Do you want to take your victory lap? Tony, I'm not about taking victory laps. I'll let other people take victory laps for me. You right? are you know, the king I... of victory laps. Take your victory lap. <laughs> I'm worried I might pull a hamstring on this victory lap, Tony, because I gotta I gotta go so far around predicting a five game stretch and then a twenty game stretch. I mean, goodness. We predicted this twenty game stretch. Okay, now we did not predict eighteen and two. I think I did, didn't I? I, we have to go back, and we uh, we uh, I'm, uh, if you predicted eighteen and two, I'm I want to say I want to say over like a twenty five game stretch. I predicted twenty and five. Yeah, I think it was something like it was something like that. Like, and I think over the twenty game stretch, it was like sixteen and four, fifteen and five. So I'm like, we we were like, yeah, they're gonna slip up somewhere, but they didn't slip up no, at all. No, they they slipped up against the Pelicans. That's really it, right? Yeah, and that wasn't even slipping up. Like the Pelicans played like their best game of the season. And, yeah, and the, and the, we we predicted the Miami loss. We predicted the Miami loss, but we also predicted a uh, Los Angeles Clippers loss, and That's that did right. not happen. That's right, that didn't happen. And maybe 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 a Pacers loss are in here somewhere, but I don't. Yeah, we but, were but like, also, okay, but I also didn't gonna, know that. They're going to lose to the Heat. Yeah, I didn't know the Pacers won the, the second out of a back to back, so I would not have predicted that. If I if I yeah. actually looked at the schedule and done my job and trying to find who, who these teams were playing before, uh, but yeah, you know what, Tony, let's start with this eighteen and two stretch. You know, I predicted it, right? You know, I I I, I told Jazz fans not to worry. I was right. Look, I'm not saying I need a statue next to John and Carl. 
I'm not saying listen, that. Listen, you, you told Jasper and you said, don't worry. And I said, listen, Jazz fans are really worried right now. And you were like, don't worry. And I'm like, they're really worried right now. They're 13 and 11. And they're thinking that they're going to be a, a seven seed in, in the playoffs. And you were like, don't worry. And you were right. You deserve it. I do deserve it, Tony. You know what? I'm with you. I am going to take a victory lap. <laughs> this is the Zach I know. You know what the funny thing is, Tony? You know, a little, little secret here? By saying I wasn't yes. taking a victory lap, I was taking a victory lap. So it's really like two victory laps right now. I'm getting oh, a workout yeah. in with these victory laps. Getting my cardio you took up. The, you took the victory lap on Twitter. I did. I did and, I, and I'm taking it on, on ESPN 700, 700 in Salt Lake. I've taken a lot of victory laps there. <laughs> really, you I'm really like hammering it all. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. So, what do you make of this 18 and two stretch? I mean, I, I, listen, it's it's. Imp- I saw a tweet yesterday um, by a colleague that works at the Salt Lake Tribune. I'm not I'm not going to say any names. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Alex. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, and, and he said, you know, in the tweet said, you know, nothing like that. That that soft stretch and. There was a thread in there, and you know, one of the jazz fans went at him, and he said, "Listen, you know, he, you know, he, he said, listen, I'm just of the opinion that it was a soft stretch, and it's 18 to, and it's just a soft stretch." And I almost responded, so I'm going to respond right here because I didn't. Re- it was too late to respond, okay. or it was too early. I was taking my kids to school when when I saw the tweet, and it was this morning. And I said, and the response is 18 and two at some point is just 18 and two because it is hard to win 18 out of 20 games in the NBA. Yeah. No matter who you play. Um, so it's, because of, in that sense, it's one of the more impressive stretches that I've ever seen. I don't care what the records are. Yes. The jazz have only beaten you know, two or three teams that, that are over 500 in this stretch. But at this, at, at some point, 18 and two is, is 18 and two. It, it requires a level of consistency. Um, and it requires, um, a level of talent, uh, that's really difficult to, atti- to attain, uh, at the NBA level. And I've seen really good teams over 20 game stretches, uh, even with soft schedules slip up a lot more than 18 and two. So what are your thoughts on that? So let, let, I'm going to throw three other teams at you right now. All right. Milwaukee yes. Bucks, 29 and one against teams under 500. Los yes. Angeles Lakers, 23 and one against teams under 500. Yes. Raptors, 23 and two against teams under 500. So the counter to all three and the, of those and the, teams ja- and the jazz are 25 and four. So what, the, my, the, my question is, what's the difference? The counter to all of that is the Jazz are six and nine against only I believe only six and nine against teams over five hundred. Okay, so I mean I the Raptors are seven and twelve. The Raptors are seven and twelve. Okay, but the Lakers and the Bucks both are 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 above five hundred against teams over five hundred. Yeah. Um. So I think that that's the counter. I think I think that if if you're looking at the Jazz, you still want to see them. Um, you still want to see them play this stretch to to say, okay, are they for real, for real? Because sure. right now, I mean, we know that the Jazz are really good. Um, and we know that the Jazz are probably, unless they really slip, they're probably going to be a top four, top five seed. But we don't want to know if they're really real. And I think that 
you know, if if you're a um, um, if you're a critic, uh, you can look at the Jazz and say they're six and nine against teams over five hundred. And the last time we saw them play uh, more than one game consecutively against teams over five hundred, they were getting smacked around by Los Angeles and Philly and Toronto. Oh, and and in Milwaukee and, and Indiana. So I yeah, think but wasn't that, that like super early system. in the season? Like, I mean, that's that my point. Was, is like the team should be better now than they were at the start of the season because that's how good teams are, right? Like you build throughout the season. And so, all right, I'll throw other teams at you: Boston eight and eight, Pacers nine and nine, Sixers ten and twelve, uh, Mavericks seven and eleven. Like those are those are records against teams at five hundred or better for other good teams in this league. And so, like, I just. You play who's in front of you. They had a tough schedule at the start. Other teams have had tough schedules at the start of the season. Some teams are getting into tough parts of the schedule now. But you're supposed to beat who's in front of you. And if a bunch of bad teams or mediocre teams went in front of the Jazz over these last 20 games and they beat them, I don't like, I just don't. It seems like we're, it seems like you're trying to poke holes in something where that's not the way to poke holes, right? The way to poke holes is the Jazz turn the ball over way too much. The Jazz aren't an elite defense anymore. Like, those are holes to poke, right? You don't think Jordan Clarkson's three-point shooting is going to keep up. You don't think Donovan Mitchell's three-point shooting is going to keep up. Like, those are holes to poke. Going schedule to schedule, like, I'm just, I've, and granted, like, part of this is I've gotten tired of the conversation about the Lakers start of the season. Like, oh, well, they're just beating teams under 500 right now. Okay, that's and who the they're Lakers playing. Went out and it. Right, exactly. And so the Jazz, which we'll get into this in a little bit, but, like, the Jazz are going to have a chance to prove it against a, a pretty tough February schedule. And if they prove it, great. And if they don't, all right, then you start wondering, will this team be there in the playoffs? But figuring out if they're for real, I also don't know what that means, Tony, because does that mean they have to get the conference finals to, sh- to show they're real? They have to get to the second round and put up a fight? Like I, To me, I don't know what that means, I guess. Well, I, I think, I think the, the narrative right now um, on social media, and I think the narrative in, among, among NBA Twitter is that um, the Western Conference is, is a two-team conference. Now, I don't agree with that. Um, and, and Here's the thing. And, I do. <laughs> I do agree with I, that. I actually vehemently disagree with that. Like, I think the Lakers are are the best team in the West, but I think everything else beyond the Lakers is is pretty matchup-based. Like, oh, I if, think you could, match-up if, if, if we're going to go health across the board, I don't think a team beats the Clippers. See, and you think the Clippers are the best team? Yeah, and 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 I can and I can see that because I think the Clippers are a bad matchup for the Lakers. Yeah, I agree. But I think the Rockets uh, and to some extent the Jazz are a bad matchup for the Clippers. Now, I think that the Clippers can overcome a bad matchup with the Jazz because I think Kawhi is is that good, and and he's good enough to erase a bad matchup. Yeah, and and in theory, like, look, what we can quibble over Gobert versus Paul George or whatever, but like in theory, the Clippers could very well have the two best players in that series, right? Yes, but the Jazz could very well have, like, the next four best players. Sure, yeah, possible. So, you know, and, that, and that, that's the thing. Like, on paper, I think that the, the Clippers' uh, relative lack of rim protection, uh, relative, and I want to say relative, and I want to say relative lack of anybody to cover Gobert, or relative uh, lack of 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 people to to that want to chase Mitchell around not cover Mitchell but chase Mitchell around for six to seven games I think that that that's something that on paper I think that that the Jazz can 
can exploit. And I think that that's a bad matchup. But Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the series, and he's good enough to overcome that. Yeah. But I think Houston, but I think Houston's a bad matchup for the Clippers. So Ooh, I, 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 I disagree. Think, I don't think Houston can guard anybody. I don't think they can guard anybody either. But I think they can go. I think they can score, and I think that Westbrook's lack of give a shit about anybody, any any anything, kind of mitigates. Kawhi being the best player in that series. Oh, so a you, I, mean, I mean, we've seen Ricky Rubio getting Westbrook's head, right? Like, I, like, <laughs> I just like, I, I'm done. I'm done believing in these two. These two guys who flame out in spectacular ways in the playoffs. Like, I don't care that they lose in the playoffs. I care about the way they lose. And so, like, you're, if you want to convince me that that Russell Westbrook and James Harden are going to have the mental fortitude to like to get through that against that matchup, I, I just don't buy it. I got to see it to believe it with those two. You know, I think they look at Kawhi and I think they look at Paul George and they're like, I'm just as good a player as that, those two guys. Yeah, I think that's the problem is that Russ looks at those two guys and goes, I'm just as good as them. <laughs> right. I think it's irrational, but I think it's something that, that, you know, I think that it's something that irrationally helps. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I, but I I'm just but but though, though I mean we're getting in the weeds. Well, a I mean you what's funny is I think I think the Rockets are a bad matchup for the Jazz, right? Like I think I still I I, I don't think they're as bad a matchup for the I, Jazz because I, I think it's better. I, I think it's better, but I still think like you're essentially getting into a James Harden versus Donovan Mitchell duel, and it's not a knock on Donovan right. Mitchell. I'll just I'll take James Harden in that. Even though I think the Jazz have a better and more complete team, I think the Rockets just match up in a way that's difficult. Here's where I think the matchup is not nearly as bad as it used to be. The problem with the the problem with the Jazz against the Rockets, when we look at that, I mean, it wasn't so much James Harden; it was Chris Paul, because Chris Paul was able to get in pick and roll and and hurt the Jazz yeah. in the mid range, and that's where he was. They were able to hurt Rudy Gobert. That is not there anymore. No, yeah, Russell Westbrook, yeah, not as much. Russell Westbrook for sure. is getting all. Russell Westbrook he has to get all the way to the basket. And he's not shooting threes. James right. Harden's shooting threes are getting all the way into the basket. He's not going to beat you. He's, he can get in the mid-range some, but he's not beating you in the series in mid-range. And nobody else is getting in the mid-range. Yeah, in the in the Jazz, I mean, maybe Eric Gordon a little bit, but in the in the Jazz in the past, like that matchup was a problem because they couldn't score when the Rockets loaded up right. on Donovan Mitchell, right? And that won't be the case anymore because Bogdanovich can obviously put him up. And That and, won't be the case anymore. And, and if Mike Conley gets to a point where I think you and I believe he can, and probably right. will, then that also mitigates some of that. And the the thing about it is the, the Rockets switched everything defensively. Yeah. That hurt the Jazz. Yeah. That's not going to hurt the Jazz anymore because the Jazz have more, more. they have two or three guys who are capable of of handling switches and just going to ISO and getting theirs. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and and uh, I don't think, and, and right now, the last two matchups, James Harden didn't have to guard anybody he could hang out both matchups yeah last two last two playoffs he's got to guard this series if, if the jazz got in if the jazz got into a series with the rockets james harden would have to guard and russell westbrook would have to although, guard although i would say my guess is they'd put harden on conley and i think the rockets like whether this ends up being a smart idea or not i think the rockets would live with go attack us with mike conley for seven games <laughs> 
you'd have you'd have to put okay, you could put Harden on Conley, but then somebody would have to guard Bogdanovich and somebody would have to guard Mitchell. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm not but I but I think that the I think the Rockets would funnel that responsibility to Conley if they can, right? And I'm not saying yeah. Conley can't do it. We've seen him be great in the past, but this version of Conley getting to that point, right. um, I don't know. I, I like I legitimately don't know. And and then and then what do they do if they take if if they replace Conley with Jordan Clarkson? Oh, you go out Jordan Clarkson. Games. You go to Jordan Clarkson all day. But Jordan Clarkson's gonna score. Whatever. Like let if Jordan Clarkson <laughs> beats me in a seven game series, hats off to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would probably I would probably take the Jazz in six if they got into a series today with the Rockets. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I probably still have to see where they where they both end up by the end of the season. Not just not seating wise, but just how they're playing. I think I'd give a a slight edge to the Rockets. I don't feel good about it, but I do think like I don't want to make it too simple. But I do I do boil it down a little bit to is this going to end up just being is it's James Harden versus Donovan Mitchell, right? You know? And, and it, granted, that's very much simplifying things, but sometimes. That can be the case in a lot of these series, and I, I would take James Harden in that way. Even though, again, I think the Jazz have a more complete team. And see, and that, and 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 here's where that criticism, where the criticism of the last stretch, let let's to bring it to bring a full circle is fair, because we don't know if the Jazz have that one guy who could just carry a playoff series. And I think it's Mitchell. Like I think Mitchell is capable of doing that. But he's got to do that. He's going to have to do that against Kawhi Leonard. He's going to have to do that against James Harden. He's going to have to do that against LeBron James. I mean, that's that's right there. You're wrestling with the Angels right there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's it's it, it, it's it's fair to look at the Jazz and be like and say right now in terms of the Western Conference hierarchy, they're kind of a regular season team until they prove otherwise. And that's why I think. This this stretch is is this stretch is, is is important for them. You know they're playing the Rockets 19 times in the next two weeks. They're playing Dallas 17 times in the next two weeks. These are not actual numbers, guys. This is just just slight embellishment. Um, you know they're they're playing. They, they they get the heat. I mean this this is a this a really this is a really rough stretch in it. In, it, in this you know it, it it goes into a rough February. Yeah, it re- yeah, it really does. And so they they will get tested pretty soon to see how much of the stretch is um you know, is legitimate or, you know, smoke and mirrors or however however you want to, you know, kind of quibble with it. Um before that, you know, before we get deep into February, we do have the All-Star selections, right? For uh, for All-Star week- yes. weekend right in the middle. And so um trying to gauge this, you know, I've talked about this a lot on NBA radio. I've talked a lot about this with Spencer Check. It's like I I think that one, no clay and no curry is going to help, right? Because obviously the goal here this is a Jazz podcast. The goal is uh, getting both Rudy and Donovan to the Western Conference All Stars. Yes, and so um, no Steph and no Clay this year. That helps. It's two open spots that would normally be taken up, and and that probably also removes Draymond Green, right? Like I think we could say if those two are playing and that team is good, Draymond's in the mix as well. So maybe it even opens three, two and a half, three spots there. Um, I think there is a a void of great front court options because of injuries and guys leaving the conference and everything. So I think Rudy is a lock in that standpoint. Um, and also, like I want to I want to say one thing, right? Um, over the over the last couple of years, Jazz fans have been very upset that Rudy has been snubbed. And look, 
team success doesn't always come into play here. It's obviously very fluid with that stuff because star power matters and whether you're on a good team or bad team um, can can affect this stuff. Uh, but the Jazz have also been highly mediocre in the first half of, of both those seasons, of the last two seasons, right? And they right. got it going in the second half. And so in, in retrospect, by the end of the season, it looked ridiculous that Rudy didn't make the All-Star game. Whereas I would say at the halfway point, no, I think it was, I think it was a legitimate, like, coin toss and sometimes that doesn't go in your way so i don't believe that i i would have put him on the all-star game last year but i don't believe he was snubbed necessarily if that makes sense this year if he didn't make it it would be a high grade of snubbing i cannot even imagine because he has easily been their best player that's not a knock on mitchell rudy's just been that good this team is the two seed in the west right now they're that good um there is no there are no ways to say that rudy is not an all-star other than maybe coaches just don't care about defense the way they say they do Okay, so the 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 vote next week is the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the coaches, correct? Yes. Um, so, which let's be honest, it really means Wednesday and maybe even Thursday morning, right? The so, coaches don't give a they don't care about like getting this done in a timely manner. It's it's a lot of like, right. hey, by the way, you got to submit those uh those votes for all star reserves, right? Right. So. There are the Jazz are there's there's a three and a half game gap without me looking at the standings between the Jazz and fifth place in the standings, yeah. uh, which is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so the Jazz um, are basically clinched to be a top four team in the Western Conference by the time this voting is done, even if they went out and lost the next three games. Um, so, yeah, you know, when you look at that and you look at how good Rudy Gobert has been, I think right now if you did a, a, a vote for all NBA, he'd either be first or second team. Um, because I think Joel Embiid, you know, he's 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 been hurt a lot this year. He's been hurt some this year. Um, you know, so top four seed, Rudy's playing at a career level. I mean, he's just really been just absolutely dominant. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's averaging 24, four and four, basically. Um, I, I, I think that winning, um, winning has its rewards. And I think the jazz are probably going to get two guys. Um, I, I, I see them getting both guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the tricky part is just figuring out what coaches think of the remaining guards, because I think Chris Paul is a lock, right? Like I, like, I think, Chris, I think, Chris, I think Donovan and Chris Paul get in. I do too, but I, I, I don't like to me, Chris Paul is a lock coaches respect him. Coaches love him. Coach, coaches love right. the, the fact that he accepted being in OKC and he's led them to, you know, being a playoff team and everything. Like, I think right. that stuff matters more than we probably anticipate. So I think Chris Paul's a lock. And then you're, you know, you're talking like Dame's a lock, um, despite having a right. worse record than, than the jazz, right? Like Dame is a lock. Um, Dame so, is a lot because he's just that good. Yeah. And so then after that, like it is really difficult to knock incumbent all-stars out of the mix uh, when it comes to just the mind of coaches. So like, I, like we try to look at it like relatively objectively and measure all this stuff. I don't know that coaches look at it that way. Um, I think coaches, be like, well, you know, look at him like, Oh, of course, Russell Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook's incredible, you know, getting 30, 10 and seven. every night. like, of course he's a, he's an all-star. Like, I, I do think there's a very quick thought process to it. And so like Russ might get in, um, which I think some fans would, would not love. Uh, you know, Devin Booker has been been really good, and that Suns team, you know, put out a good first impression 
in the in the season and stuff and so depending on when coaches caught Devin Booker during the season that might affect their voting right like um I think there are a lot of guys in the mix now personally I I would put Donovan Mitchell in I think he makes it um but I don't think it's the lock that it should be and I and I do wonder if he's going to suffer from incumbent all-stars getting in before he does uh just in the minds of coaches okay so does Paul George get in Ah oh, man, see that's a tough one. I don't think he should because I think he's missed too many games. But I don't know. I don't know if they'll just look at him and be like, "Of course, Paul George is an All Star. Like he's been so good, he's back." I really so, don't know. So right now, you're you you, you know Harden and Luca um, are so th- this is this is where okay. So let me go down the list: Harden, Luca, Kawhi, LeBron. Uh, Anthony Davis. That's probably your your starting five. Are, are you in agreement with that? LeBron, Luca, Harden, Kawhi, Kawhi, and Anthony Davis. Yeah, I don't. No, no Anthony. one's breaking through. Like they they dominated the fan vote. I think they'll dominate yeah. the media vote. Um, that and that puts them in as locks. Okay, so uh, Jokic is a lock. Right? Jokic is a lock. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh, we're we're calling you're calling Rudy a lock. I'm calling Rudy a lock. Okay, that's seven. You're calling Damian Lillard a lock. That's I think he's eight. a lock. Yeah, I think Chris Paul okay. is a lock. So that's nine. So now we got three spots. Yeah. Now I think Brandon Ingram's going to be in the mix. Um, so I think Carl Anthony Towns so, missed too many games, so I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be considered. Um, but I, you know, you got Ingram in the mix. You got Devin Booker in the mix. I think Demar Derozan's going to be in the mix. Um, and again, incumbent all-star, right? Like that's a guy that coaches like and respect. So let, let's, let's call Russell Westbrook a lock. That's 10. Okay. Let's call, let's call him a lock. That's, Wait, that's so, so, who, so who are our five locks on, on reserves? We have Rudy, we have Jokic. Yes. We Rudy, have Jokic, Dame, uh, Dame, Chris Paul and Westbrook. And so, Westbrook. so here's a problem here, Tony is there's still an open spot for a front court. Because remember, they're going to do two guards, two right. front courts, and two wild cards. Okay, so let's say so that only that leaves go, one goes, wild card open. Let's let's say that goes to Paul George. Oof, man. So now we're we're talking one last spot between between DeRozan, Devin Booker, Devin Booker Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Brandon Mitchell. Ingram. We missing anybody? Maybe Brandon John. Ingram's front court. Yeah, but not if Paul George getting in, right? But he, he can't be backcourt, though. No, no, no. But oh, he can, still be, a, he can yeah, still be a wild card. Still be a wild right. card. So we're, now we're looking card. at that final wild card spot in theory, right? I have a hard time thinking that Donovan doesn't get that last wild card spot. I think he should. I just I can foresee a scenario in which he doesn't. That like that's, then if 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 he doesn't, then you're passing him up. You're passing him up for 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 a guy who a has not been as good organically. And B is not playing on a winning team. I agree, but that happens, man. Like I can see, see the thing with Dame. It, to me, it doesn't matter because he's been that good. Yeah, he's not the um, reason they're losing, right? Like that's right. that's right. Uh, that's, a, that's just, a whole other thing, right? He's just been that good. Yeah, none of those guys in that group that we're we're breaking down have been as good at, as Donovan Mitchell. Hold on. I, we've got a text from Rob Lopez, our producer. Rob, I want you to actually come on here and tell me what you just said in this group chat. All right? Uh-oh. 
Well, I, I want you guys to consider when picking Dame for the All-Star, if the Blazers are really going to have two All-Stars, because Melo's getting the legend spot. All right, get so, out of here. Get out of here. I'm just- <laughs> Melo is not getting the legend spot. It's going to be Melo and Vince Carter, guys. Watch. All right, get out of here. That was a mistake to bring him on. Get out of here, Rob. I'm done with you. Um, <laughs> yo, I agree. Like, I think if you don't give that final spot to, to Donovan Mitchell, man, you're really saying something about about what you what's being valued right now right which which is fine it's happened in the past it wouldn't be the most egregious thing but it does like that says a real thing about how coaches view donovan mitchell right now yeah i mean you'd have to think i mean here's like i said none of those guys so we're so the, the the group that we're we're we've broken down is is donovan mitchell demar DeRozan, devin booker brandon ingram none of those guys have been as good as donovan this year this is this is in a vacuum. This yeah. isn't even talking about the winning. Yeah, I mean, this you just could talking you about could, in a vacuum. Man, you could make an argument for Booker because he's been a a better defender than he was in the past this year, and obviously lately he's just been unstoppable from an offensive standpoint. Like I I would be willing to hear an argument on Devin Booker being better this season, but then but then the disparity the disparity between Booker and Mitchell in that argument is not even close to the disparity between the Jazz and the and the Suns this year, right? Right. So, like, you got to think that Booker doesn't get the nod over him there. But again, like, these are coaches voting. These are coaches voting on when they've seen guys. Like, coaches aren't putting the consideration in that we've put into this. I guarantee you that. I, okay. So, you know, to That's me, the dirty little think- secret of all star reserves is like sometimes the coaches don't even vote, they get an assistant to do it. That, that is, that is something I have heard. Yeah. That is something I heard. Maybe, and maybe that assistant has been a player development coach. Right. And he had Brandon Ingram. Right. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, look, I'm just trying to prepare. Like, I, I don't think we're going to be in the situation. I think the Jazz will get two. But I'm just trying to prepare Jazz fans for if it doesn't happen. Like, these are probably the reasons. And I'm not saying it's fair or correct or anything. I'm just saying, like, that's what it is. I'm going on a limb and I'll say the Jazz get two. I, I, I'm I with you. Think, I'm with you. I think I, they do. I think they've been too good. I think, and number one, the other thing with Donovan, his game, you know, Rudy's game isn't all-star friendly. Donovan's game is extremely all-star friendly. So, you know, I think you look at, I think you look at that as well. I, I, I just think the Jazz, you know, I just think the Jazz get too. Mitchell and, and, and Gobert have just been too good. The Jazz have been too good. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's another part of why this 18 two stretch has been so important. Right. Not only is it obviously good for seeding and everything, but that that will probably factor in. But what if this... the Jazz lose the next three games? What if they lose the Dallas, Houston, the San Antonio, and all of the coaches are like, see? Then, then you know what happens? You know what happens? Both Rudy and Donovan get left off. Ingram's Both in. Rudy and Booker's Donovan in. Just, Those guys are out. They just beat Charlotte <laughs> for 20 games. They're done. <laughs> These bums aren't doing anything right. I think that's what it ends up being, God. Can you imagine? The internets would be on fire. Absolutely uh, it, on fire, it, man. I'd have a lot of stuff to write about, though. You would. You absolutely would. Uh, before but, we then get- I, but then I'd have to cancel my All-Star game ticket because 
Oh, then the I gotta send you. I'm going. <laughs> because the only reason I'm going is because they're gonna be. They're there. not sending you to watch Bogdanovich in the three point contest. <laughs> no, that is not happening. I mean, listen, listen. I am. I am not you, Zach. I'm not a national writer. Listen, oh. my All Star Game credential is 100 dependent on a Jazz being there. I tell you what, a little peek behind the curtain. I looked at that. I said, I'd rather travel for the playoffs. Thanks. I don't want to go to Chicago in February. <laughs> you could have my spot, Tony. Uh, all right before we get to before we get to the all-star game we got the trade deadline obviously the jazz made their big move by moving dante exum for jordan clarkson essentially um do you anticipate anything else before the deadline i think there's a chance um what what does that i'm not not even asking for a specific player i'm like what does that look like is that a front court position is that another playmaker in the backcourt i think it's a front court position um, I think that the Jazz are going to try and move Ed Davis. I think the Jazz are probably looking for one more front court guy and, and possibly a shooter uh, from that from that front court from that front court spot. So, what do you think? Um, I don't think they'll make any moves. I think the emergence of Tony Bradley, you know, looking looking like a real NBA player lately, kind of kind of puts a halt on any. I wouldn't even say panic, right? Just maybe as a sense of you need to add a guy. Um, is the Ed Davis thing just done? It, it looks done. It looks done because, I mean, it just hasn't. It just hasn't worked. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it just hasn't worked on on on, on either end. Um, you know, but, you know, Ed Davis is still here because, you know, He's been a great locker room presence. He's been a really good mentor for for Tony Bradley, uh, and he's he's been a really good locker room guy. And I think that you know being a lot this is where being a locker room guy really helps. Yeah. Um, you know. Plus, I, I think the Jazz think that 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 Ed Davis can still play. Um, you know, they they think um, they just think that it's just been you know, a tough fit into their system. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I think that they think if they were to to be able to move him, they can move him somewhere where he can go back to, he can go back to being Ed Davis. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Which I think he could be on a lot of teams. It's just, and, and, and just I can see why I, I can see why, you know, it just didn't work here. He had to do a lot more catching and finishing and making reads and all that, and, and making reads than he, he's ever had to do in his career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it shows how big and how important that center spot is uh, to, to the jazz system. Um, you know, and I think that if he can go back to a system where he's just asked to defend and he's just asked to rebound, um, and, and, you know, he's just asked to rebound on both ends of the floor and just defend and run the floor. Uh, I think that he can go back to being, uh, to being a player that he was. Yeah. I think he's a valuable player in a lot of systems and, and it, and it is a little surprising to me that he, it didn't take with the jazz. Cause I do find, I think he's a good, good reserve, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Right. And, uh, and they found us, they found a balance that does work and, uh, just doesn't involve him. Um, over the next seven games, well, really over the month of, month of February, but the next seven games, starting Saturday, home to the Mavericks, home to the Rockets, then at Spurs, at Nuggets, at Blazers, home to the Nuggets, home to the Blazers, at Rockets, 
at Mavericks. I know I'm going beyond the seven, but that's and then home to the Heat. That's all leading up to the trade or to the All Star Weekend. So by far the, the the toughest stretch of on paper for me is um, the Texas back to back. Yeah, at Houston, at Dallas, and then having to come and face a really good Heat team at home in your third night out of four games. Yeah. And, and like, let's be real. Like that's the night before guys start moving on for, you know, whatever vacation or all-star weekend obligations, yeah. whatever they have, like your mind can stray in those situations. And, and at least it's at home because usually I think road teams struggle in those, those last, you know, that Wednesday, Thursday leading up to all-star break. But, um, but this heat team is very good and very smart and very focused. So I don't know. That but we saw that. the jazz, we saw the jazz get their, behinds kicked in that exact same three-game scenario and that was in november remember yeah absolutely at toronto at philly sunday monday back to back home against the los angeles lakers yeah this is this is almost the exact replica so i mean all right um to kind of couch a little bit you know mavericks just lost dwight powell which is a very important part of their team. That that's that's a that's a that's a big loss for them. Yeah, that's a big loss. Um, the Rockets, even though they just beat Denver, uh, this Rockets team is a little bit of a mess right now. James Harden's a little bit of a mess right yeah, now. Yeah, that Denver team. So that Denver team didn't have Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, uh, Millsap. Michael I think Porter was out Jr., right. Or Millsap Paul was just Millsap, coming back. Yeah. Or um, or or Mason Plumley. Yeah. Like they 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 didn't have they had like three guys in a rotation that game. Right. Um, you and I differ on this. I don't think that Spurs team is any good. I think the Spurs team is good enough to get to get the eight seed, and I think they're good enough to beat the Jazz for sure. Um, Denver uh, might still have those injuries by then. I'm not quite sure what the prognosis is for all those guys out. Portland. Uh, I think Harris will be back. I think Michael Porter Jr. will be back. I don't think Millsap. Plumley or Jamal Murray will be back. Yeah. Um, Portland, look, Dame may be a superhero that game, but that team's not very good either. Dame always gives the Jazz 40. Yeah. Uh, he might give the Jazz 60. Uh, <laughs> might not have a choice. He might have to. Third game of four nights for the Jazz. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, then they come back home to Denver. Still same situation. A couple of games, a couple of days later, less than a week later. Uh, then uh, Portland again at Houston, at Dallas, home to Miami, as we mentioned. Um, all right. So in this, what is that? Three, six, uh, ten game stretch. Let me get a prediction, Tony. Six and four. I'm going eight and two. You're going eight and two. I think they. Prove I'm going to be. I'm going to be more conservative. I'm going to go six and four. I'm going eight and two. Six and four would put the Jazz at thirty-seven and seventeen. Yeah, heading into the break. I'm saying thirty-nine and fifteen. Oof, Tony, I've been right before. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're predicting eight and two in that ten-game stretch. Yeah. Okay. I'll even call out the losses. Home to Houston, loss. Home to Houston. Okay. Yeah. And then at Denver, because it's the second night of a back to back. 
Okay. So that means like they go two and two in that first four game stretch. People will start saying, Oh, see, we told you just beating up on bad team. And then they were all six straight going into the all-star break. You're saying that they're going to sweep that Texas back to back. Yeah. Sounds stupid when I, when you say it back to me like that, but that's what I'm predicting. Eight and two. Man, that te- that Texas Sunday Monday back to back is rough. It is rough. They, in, in fact, if I were to Jazz, I would, um, I would, I would rather have had Dallas the first game. Yeah, probably. Because they, the Jazz can go into Houston fresh and play and a B plus A minus game and still lose that game. Yeah. If they go into Dallas fresh and they play a B plus A minus game, they can win that game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, then, you say six and four, uh, I say eight and two. Jump on okay. this bandwagon, Tony. You know what the bandwagon is? Me. What's the bandwagon? It's my hey, jump on my bandwagon. You were right before. I was right before, and we'll ignore the times I've been wrong. That doesn't help me here. We'll do that. Look, six and four in this stretch is, is more than respectable. It, you're, you're, you're 20 games up. Or, uh, you're 20 games over 500. You know, you, you get the break. Yeah. You're, you, you're almost through. You're almost through the, the, the rough February and March is, is a lot, a lot more balanced than yeah. February was. Yeah. You're on a 50, you're on a 55 game win pace there's no glory in any of that eight and two 24 games above 500 dominating good and bad teams that's my prediction so the dirty little secret i'm gonna tell you what the dirty little secret of this stretch is Mm. for the jazz they can go six and four or even five and five and be okay and you know why because everybody else is playing a tough stretch as well (laughs) <laughs> go look at go look at Denver's schedule. Go look at Houston's schedule. Go look at the Clippers and go look at the Lakers. Like they're all playing, they're they're all playing a rough stretch. That's the dirty little secret of the stretch for the Jazz. Yeah, man. Like even if they like let's let's say the Jazz go into Denver, they go into Pepsi Center and they lose on Thursday, which we all expect them to because it's a back to back, right? Yeah. And they're playing at elevation. Well, guess what? The next day. Denver has to travel to Miami and uh, Milwaukee and play the Bucks. <laughs> so even if Denver gets that win, they're giving it right back the next night. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it, it's 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 one of those stretches that's really that that's going to be really tough for the Jazz. It's going to be really difficult. They're going to drop some games, um, but other teams around them are going to be dropping games as well. Lock it in, eight and two. I might even be underselling. Maybe they go 10 and 0. Who knows, Tony? Who knows? You're wild. You're wilding. <laughs> That's going to do it for the Game Notes pod today. Please leave a review if you're listening on one of those podcast apps. Uh, if not, you're listening on The Athletic. Thank you for subscribing to The Athletic. Uh, make sure you leave some nice comments on, uh, on the Power Rankings. Leave some nice comments on Tony's reporting and all that good stuff. For Tony Jones, I'm Zach Harper, Rob Lopez. This has been Game Notes. Play that jazz music. Game Notes.